Dad's Rules. Uh, this is going to be part six with Michael, Mr. Sunshine Jansen. We just cannot get enough of the guy. And um, yeah, <laughs> we're just going to keep <laughs> rolling through the guide, Solar for Dummies and Smarties. You need to watch it. It's just good. It's important, plain and simple. No other way to put it. So Absolutely. And that's why we're spending the time on this. You know, one, you're a joy to have on. And two, I just think that we're providing the market just some valuable information here. Right on. Let's keep it. Let's keep it rolling. All right. Next one. Next question on here. Can you provide me with the warranty documents? Yeah. Right. Okay. So your note says, look for the differences in workmanship versus manufacturer warranties. Right. So that was the the uh, part of the last segment of the last episode when mm-hmm. I was talking about the workmanship. Uh, manufacturer warranties versus the uh, production value warranties. Production value warranties is really what's paramount, what you should okay. pay attention to. Um, but did you get a copy of the warranty paperwork? I can't tell you how many, I mean, it's ridiculous how many people don't get a copy of their warranty Oh, you're paperwork. dead on. I asked for it when I signed the listings and they end up having to reach out and try to get a copy. Yeah. And then you call the, you call the manufacturer and they're like, uh... I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a mess. They come in every pallet of panels. The the, the, the paperwork- So there's no get, excuse. It, they, they, they get tossed aside. Okay. All right, next question. Did the rep ask about the age and condition of your roof? Oh boy, this is a, this is a, this is a doozy. Right, so you mentioned our friends over at Solar Detach and Reset. Yep. Um, awesome company, by the way. Uh, I now defer to them because for me to put our installers up on the roof to do a detach and reset is not as cost effective. That's all they do. It's so. not. And that's all solar detach and reset does. And you have to have power partners such as the, such as yeah, them. They're, 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 they're making a killing. It. I know they're, they're <laughs> making a killing off the fact that this question is not being asked. Yes. So, the reason we ask it, and, and honestly, we didn't ask it for the first several years. I never thought to ask it. It, it didn't um, become a question for us to ask until we started having customers call, well, we need to get our new roof. What should we do? Um, uh, you have to take them off. Okay. Well, can you guys come do that? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, we can, but it's 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 not going to be free. Well, how much does it cost? It's about 200 bucks a panel. That's what I was say. I, I think solar detach resets says $200 a panel. Yeah. I mean, you, you take a, uh, 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 you know, 30 panel system, which is not uncommon, mm-hmm. right? Times whatever wattage, but 30 panels, that's $6,000. Yeah, that's monkey math. I came right? up to with. take it off mm-hmm. and then put it back on once the roof is done. And it's just pure cost. There's no yeah. economic benefit. So, um, yeah, it's important for us to ask about the roof because if that roof has, you know, if it's 15, 16 plus years old, it's really not a bad idea to consider redoing that roof, even though it doesn't need it now right. to protect it for the next 20, 30 years. Well, and the other thing is that the material they were putting on before the underlayment that they used to be using is not the quality of the stuff now. The builders go with the cheaper underlayment right. as well. The underlayment that they generally use is only good for about 16 years. Right. There's product out right now that's over 30 years. Right. Yep. You might as well just get it done. And 
And the fact is that they don't even know how long this new stuff is going to last. They, they're saying at least 30 years because it's that good. And let me add to this, you know, we have ways to help mitigate that cost of the new roof. So even you're thinking, why would I spend, you know, 15, 18, $20,000 to, to mm -hmm. do a detach and reset on my roof, reuse yeah. my tile, you know, um, by integrating it with the solar, we have ways to mitigate that, uh, minimize that expense, mm -hmm. make it really inexpensive. And then in addition to that, we're eliminating that cost of having to do the panel detach and reset. I can make a roof almost free. Yeah. Right. So it's just a matter of knowing how to do things. And, That's crazy. Uh, it's all legal. You know? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's, people think, oh, there's something. You got to something <laughs> shady. No, it's not. Uh, next one's about inverters. Single string inverter, single string inverter with power optimizers or micro inverters. Okay. So I touched on this on the last episode. I'll keep this brief. A single string inverter is, you know, everything is strung together like old fashioned, the old fashioned Christmas tree lights. Yep. Right, goes into one inverter that converts the power from DC to AC or battery to what we plug into in the outlets. AC yep. is alternating current. So there's that. If that if one panel fails, the whole string behind it fails as well. Mm -hmm. If the inverter itself fails, the whole system fails. Oh wow. Then we have the string inverter with power optimizers. That's uh, 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 Solar Edge solution. They're the ones that came up with it. And a very good solution, but still has this issue. If that one inverter fails, then the whole system goes down. But because of the power optimizers, it has the ability to emulate an end-phase microinverter solution where each panel has its own inverter. So you can't have a catastrophic system failure. Okay. This one can fail, that one can fail, but it's not possible for all of them to fail. So my client that had their system go down it was because they had the first one. They had the single string inverter where the whole system was down. That they could have had, um, they could have had a system with the single string inverter and the power optimizers. And their the system inverter was failed. from 2016. So it was probably, uh, probably had power optimizers okay. on it. So it was probably a solar edge. It's actually what I have on my house. Okay. Um, if I had my druthers now, in hindsight, I, you know, because I stopped selling that solution altogether. Yeah. Just simply because the end phase solution is so much better. It was more expensive. Mm -hmm. If you deal with somebody that deals with a lot of them, the cost is comparable. Okay. Um, but the benefit is is so much greater. Did the rep explain if you can or can't still get power during a power outage? Oh, this is huge. We saw <laughs> California, you know how they started having all these new homes be yeah. built with them. And they were all promised that, hey, this will save you from the brownouts. No. So the way these systems are designed, all of them, <laughs> they have what's called a uh, rapid shutdown and automatic bypass. So if there's okay. a power outage, um, whether it be directly associated with that specific property or in the neighborhood, right? Somebody runs yeah, into yeah. A, a transformer or something like that. If there's a power outage, the system is designed to automatically shut down. Is that purpose. to protect the, the system? It is to protect anybody that may be working on that. Oh, so yeah, if you're yeah. if you're in a yeah. sector, a sectioned off area, a yeah. grid, part of the grid mm -hmm. that loses power and linemen have to go work on it and your house is producing electricity in the middle of the day, feeding into that grid, right? There's enough juice coming out of a typical system to kill a herd of elephants like that. 
And so it's it's a fail safe. If okay. there's a fire on the property and the fire firefighters have to go up on the roof, the first thing they do is they cut a vent hole. And if they cut through that and it's making the kind of power that it can make, yeah. it can kill them. So it's shut down. So is there a way to still have it produce power during an outage? There is. There's one solution available on the market, and that's from Enphase. Who, you know, I've that's the battery packs, right? So, well, there's they they have um, an integrated battery. They're in charge battery, okay. but they also there's a, a component that has to be put in as part of that. You can that, that makes the battery work. So, mm-hmm. if there's a power outage, you've got battery. You still have power. Yeah, yeah. It also enables what we call batteryless backup. So whether you have a battery or not, we can have this module on there and it automatically cuts the power off to the grid. So your system can produce at its full capability during those sunlight hours of whatever time of day it is. So if it's later in the day, it's going to produce less. Mm -hmm. If it's peak of the day, it's going to produce better. But it gives it the ability to produce during those sun producing hours. Um, And... uh, Again, it keeps it the grid safe for anybody that's a, a worker, a lineman, or anything like that. So if fire has to come to your house, they just flip the breaker, right? They flip. There's a main cutoff switch. It's a. It's yeah, got a big, you know, like for the solar, the, the solar breaker, I yeah. guess. Okay, so there's still a safety aspect for the. Oh yeah, and then the system okay. has it integrated into it as well. And so if you don't have that module, right, mm-hmm. your system is going even with the end phase. Uh, microinverters, it's still going to shut down just like any other system. So the, the the challenge with that is, is we usually will recommend at that point, if somebody really needs that, they've got some kind of critical care equipment, yeah. dialysis, oxygen, whatever, um, that they get a battery. And the ba- by putting the battery in, it comes with that piece of equipment. That piece of equipment costs half as much as the battery itself to do as a standalone. Mm-hmm. Pay the other half and get the battery. Yeah, I'd get the battery. You know, generally speaking for APS customers, batteries still don't make good economic sense. Whereas SRP customers, also another utility Mm -hmm. provider here in Arizona, offering power, we won't do a system without a battery. Won't do it under any circumstances. For SRP. Yep. And it's all because of billing software. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, the proposal quote isn't directly connected to the contract. It generally is not when present presented by an independent agent or agency. It's not legally binding as it's only a quote and it's not provided directly from the installer. Very important. If a direct representative of the installation company provides a quote, it is legally binding as they're a direct representative to the company. That's right. So contracts, if you have a problem and yeah. it ends up in court, and you're dealing with an agency, and the judge goes, do you have a contract? Yes, Your Honor. It's Exhibit A. That gets presented. Great. It says the system size, what the system makeup is, so the number of panels, who they're mm-hmm. made by, the inverter solution, the cost, how it's financed, and then some boilerplate legalese. Right, right. Not how much it's going to save, how much it's going to, how much leftover bill you're going to have, et cetera. That's all on the proposal. Okay. So... Um, they'll ask about that and then they'll go, okay, uh, so do you have a contract? Yes. Was the contract fulfilled? Did they provide what's on the contract? The system, was it installed? Is it operational? Right. Yes, it is. Okay. Case dismissed. That quick. It's that quick. Doesn't matter what's on the proposal. Proposal's not a contract. Right. Right. It's just a proposed, this is what we're proposing. 
right? It's not a legally binding thing. And so I have had to have the same talk with people in real estate as well is that, hey, look, you can have any conversation you want via text, via email and all that. Napkin notes, post-its, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter, but, but we need to put it on a legal contract. Like I have a, we're discussing with an agent right now back and forth on a, a Binzer response, which is repair request. And we're, before we put it on the official document, we're all going back and forth so we can be one and done with this piece of paperwork. But I know right now we have nothing legally binding until we put it on that final piece right. of paper. And and so what happens is, is case gets dismissed, then the homeowner has to go back and sue the, the sales org mm-hmm. and they go to court. Same thing as their contract. Yes, no, we've already seen this contract. Do you have a contract with the sales org? Mm-hmm. Well, we have the proposal. Folks, it's not a contract. Case dismissed. The attorneys at this point in time, shame on them because they never should have gone. Right. Yeah. But they get paid. So it's when you have a proposal generated by a direct sales rep of that organization that's also doing the installation. Now the proposal and the contract are are legally tied together. Mm -hmm. And whatever is stated or promised in that proposal and a contract is signed based on that, then they they are binding. Okay. So, yeah. Next one has to do with tax credits. Do you actually qualify for the ITC solar tax credits? Right. So simply, if uh, everybody's heard of these tax credits, Mm -hmm. it's a 30% tax credit. What most people don't understand is what a tax credit is and how do you qualify for it. Uh, Even deductions they don't understand. A tax credit is a dollar-for-dollar credit that counts against the money you've paid in taxes. Mm -hmm. And so... This credit, this 30% of the purchase price, so again, using $50,000 as an example on the purchase price, you would have a $15,000 tax credit. But if you are on Social Security and you're retired and you have limited income and you pay little to no taxes, will you qualify for it? One, the first answer is yes, you will. Will you get that $15,000 back in one shot? The answer is no. You can only get back out in any one given year or tax return what you've paid in to taxes. So if you paid in a thousand, you'll get a thousand back, and then the other fourteen will roll over into the next year. So, like in my case, I get it all back in a year. But for somebody else, is getting say five grand a year in taxes. Right, it would take them three years. Take them three years. That's 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 fine. It's they're going to get it, but But they they need need to understand. They need to understand it because it can affect the financing. Right. The way the financing works, they give you typically right around two tax return time frame to recover that money so mm-hmm. your payment stays low. Because when you finance these, they give you the benefit. The finance companies actually do something pretty cool where they pretend as though that 30% tax credit, you used it as a down payment. So they base your starting payments off as though you've given them all that money and you haven't. But they, if you don't give it to them within a certain time frame, right. payment goes up. Right, you give them more, payment goes down. Okay. Uh, how long do I have the right to cancel? Read the terms of your agreement before signing. It doesn't matter what the rep said. The contract is the contract. So this this is a um, it's a tricky one because it will vary vary by state. Yeah. Here in Arizona, we have we have you know uh, uh, what do they call that? Um, not buyer's remorse, uh, cold feet. Uh, um, anyways. We have a three-day right of rescission. Yep. Okay. Um, on many things like automobiles, mm-hmm. solar contracts, 
you've got as long if it's not installed on your roof you can cancel really now the 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 installer can have language in their purchase agreement um, that says three days right okay doesn't mean you have to abide by it right you can follow that rule or not they're allowed to have that in there um, if they have it in though is it binding um, no, it's, it's really looked so it means at as nothing. It, it's looked at as subject, subjective or suggestive. And, um, it, the sales organization plants the seed in the head that they have to bind. People don't care about it anyways. Um, I don't care if I've got a contract or not. You can sue me. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous, but, um, it, um, they can have language in that contract or that purchase agreement that says, should you cancel within this time frame, we can charge you for this. Mm. We can charge you for that. We can yeah. charge you for costs incurred. Costs incurred, right? Now, where I see most of these companies fail, because I've seen um, things where they say, it's going to cost you $10,000 to cancel, right? And they, they invoke that rule. Right. The language always states, costs incurred not fees that they wish to charge you okay see the difference yep. right um the words matter they the do. words matter so co their cost to do a site survey might be 200 250 dollars mm -hmm. they can't charge you a thousand dollars for it right they're they're processing internal office processing their cost may have been it needs to be true dollar for dollar yeah 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 and uh all too often, it's way off. It's grossly inflated. They try to make a make a buck off of it, and right. that's what kills it, right? So I I come to a lot of people's rescue on that and explain things and get them out of it. This next one you've already answered, but we'll go over. How long is the time between contract signing and installation? Again, signing it's typically about two uh, two months ish. It can be as short as you know less than 30 days. It can be four, four to six months. City of Phoenix, six months. It's going to be six months. Really? Buckeye, Goodyear. It could be, it could be 30, 45 days, right? I've had, I've had them go as, as short as 17. Wow. So it's, it depends on the jurisdiction. What about an unincorporated Maricopa County? No, that's what Anthem so there's, is. there's no permit required. So it can be really fast. So in Anthem, it just go quick. Yeah. So just uh, just Th then it notifying the HOA and that's about it. And well, it depends on the interconnection process with the utility company. Okay. And they're so they're you're not still in dealing a hurry. with APS. The, you, they're they're the um, what what I call the revenue revenue loss department. Yeah. At, they're not in a hurry to speed up the process to lose that revenue. Right. So, but sometimes it, it does go very quick. Okay. How long will the installation take? So on a typical installation. From a small system to a, I would say, you know, 14 kilowatts, which is a medium large, not mm -hmm. large, but it's a medium large. It could be done in a day before, uh, quite often now, a good installation team can do a quality install mm -hmm. work um, uh, in uh, half a day. So you've got with batteries, it could be up to batteries, two to three days. Batteries, so what, what's the deal with that? So it's just batteries. It takes a lot longer to install the batteries, oh, okay. the wiring and... Uh, they're just other precautions and issues because these are, you know, yeah, holding a lot of juice. Yeah. So um, it just it takes it takes longer. Uh, typically, a couple of days to get it set up, and then you've got there's smart batteries. You got to program them and do yeah. all kinds of stuff. Download latest firmware and and whatnot. Do you like to see this equipment? This isn't a question on here. It's a question for me. Do you like to see this equipment installed? Uh, would you prefer to have 
this stuff inside the garage or on the exterior of the house? So everybody thinks they want it inside the garage because, oh, I don't want it on the outside of the house. It doesn't look bad. But I, from a technical standpoint, I personally would prefer having it on the outside. If there's a problem, if, if, if somebody comes barreling into the garage uh-huh. and slams into these batteries, they're not supposed to catch on fire, but some of the older ones have. Yeah. Um, also, they take up space. It's the size of a large suitcase. Um, it, it is. I mean, I have a wider garage and where I would put them, they would never be in my way because there's in the 13 years I've been in my house, we've never put anything where they would go. So to me, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. See, in my garage, I have a wider garage as well. Yeah. I've got like two and a half feet on either side. Uh Um, Actually, it's like four feet on one side, two and a half on the other side. And it's packed. Right. Yeah. Because mine (laughs) mine would go on the other side of the wall would be where the electric panel is. So it could literally just be on the other side of that wall on the inside. And Um, on my my house, that side is mostly shaded and stuff. But these... This, Mine would bake. These they're designed for that now. Oh, are they? Okay. They're they're at, they're designed in they're tested in Arizona. Okay. Most of the manufacturers, yeah. Arizona, Dubai, and Death Valley, California, and they they test them for heat, you know, okay. heat issues and stuff. So they're designed to be able to be outside. Um, also, in the event of emergency, if there's something needs to be disconnected or turned off, whatever, um, you know, any emergency worker can get to it without having to cut through your garage door. Mm. You know, should I be home during the entire installation? No, do not. Do yeah, not. I don't want to be home. Yeah, it, I, it sounds like they're doing the river dance. Yeah, on your I know house that. I've heard you say that on your videos before. Yeah. If you guys aren't following him on social media, you definitely need to be following uh, Mr. Sunshine Solar on, on there for sure. Um, Either Michael Jansen or uh, the real solar guru yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. And, and uh, even a couple of your, uh, your guys, they put out banger content yeah. too. Um, they've really upped their game. I got to give them credit for that, that they've really been stepping they, out of their comfort zone. They're becoming the best of the best. Yeah. Love it. And I eat it all up. <laughs> so, uh, who is responsible for fixing any damage to my home if caused during installation or due to a penetration of the roof that results in a water leak? So it is going to be the installation company. So okay. if you're an agent or an agency using an installation company, mm-hmm. it, it the responsibility still will fall on the, the people that actually did the physical yeah, act. Seems like it'd be a no-brainer. And you do have the note in here, licensed bond and insured contractor versus a sales org is essential. Yes. Uh, who should I call if, when there is a problem? So if or when, because there will be, you know, they're not There's going to be something. Um you want you always want to contact your rep just in case they still happen to work for the company. Yeah. Um, uh, contact the company that you contracted with. Mm-hmm. So you contract if if it's an agency, it might be ABC Solar that used um, Titan Solar as their installer. Yeah. You would want to contact Titan. Okay. And it'll be on your contract, their license number, their address, yeah. their phone numbers, all their contact should be on the bottom of every page of the contract. Perfect. How much money, if any, is due upfront? When are other payments due? So two parter. So um, as much as you can possibly squeeze out of them. No. Um, <laughs> uh, well, but in they're, a non-funny way, um, you do want to probably at the end have as much down as you possibly yeah, the can. Yeah, the more money somebody can put down, right, mm-hmm. the, the lower amount they're financing, mm-hmm. the lower the dealer fee would be because it's a small, it's a fee okay. on the, 
smaller amount, not everybody has that. And it, the, the flavor is zero out of pocket, zero upfront out of pocket expense. So you don't, nobody is required to put any money down. Okay, so it says on cash, it's 10% down, 40% at permitting, 50% at install. So, yeah. Um, that makes sense because you're not financing. Right. So we don't have a surety of payment. Correct. If, with, if we're doing cash. financing, so. you have no down payment required and payments usually begin two months after install. After install. But you so, have a contract with the finance company. Right. So that makes sense. Yeah. So we're guaranteed yeah. to get paid. and uh, But on a cash yeah. deal, we don't have that. So we do require a down okay. payment. That makes sense. Did the rep offer the depre depreciation tax deduction, M-A-C-R-S? Mackers, right? Mackers. So this okay. is our secret sauce, and I put that in there on purpose. Um, we have figured out how to provide an additional tax incentive that's worth several, several thousands of dollars, sometimes equaling or surpassing the federal tax credit. Oh, wow. In net benefit. Okay. So imagine two companies offering the same thing at 50 grand, there's the 15, you know, 30% tax credit, which is 15 grand, thousand dollars from the state. Net cost is thirty-four thousand dollars from company B. Mm -hmm. From my company, we figured out this what we call our secret sauce, and your middle America average tax bracket at 22%. That's still going to provide you an additional nine thousand dollars worth of net financial benefit. My net cost mm -hmm. is. Uh, you know, twenty five thousand, little just under twenty six thousand dollars versus theirs at thirty four. Okay, for the same thing, they could lower their price by that uh, nine thousand dollar difference. They're still not going to be close because what happens is, is lowering the price lowers the tax credit. The tax credit's based oh, off yeah, the price. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They'd have to come down by almost thirteen thousand dollars to match us. Nobody's and they got can't that kind afford of, that. They don't have that margin in it. Right. So even though we're not the lowest priced uh, on the price tag, we yeah. offer the lowest net cost. We literally cannot be beat by anyone. Wow. I got it figured out. 200,000, uh, two, two years and $150,000 worth of meetings with the IRS, tax attorneys, uh, tax professionals, uh, business attorneys, and several meetings with the IRS getting it sorted out. Wow. So- so you've already our, you've done the homework. Our competitors have not spent the money and done the investment. They're not going Some to. Some of them know about it, but they want to know how to do it. We even give our customer sheet how it's done, but we don't give up the details of how we justify it. Right. So it's a commercial tax benefit that's available for commercial installations, and um, we figured out how to apply it for a residential one, but we have to justify it. Okay. That's the process that we figured out and are able to document and. Make it make it all mm -hmm. okay and legal. Otherwise, I go to prison for inciting uh, intentional okay. tax evasion. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is worse than the tax evasion itself. So I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm you don't want to spend your glory years. But yeah, I figured prison. I figured out a good one. Though, Even though it would be white collar crime, and you probably probably I still don't want to. <laughs> probably no fences, no nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, we've we figured out it's it's monu a monumental benefit that we have. Uh, let's see. We'll tie this in. Which incentives come directly to me, federal, state, other? None of them. Or, oh, excuse me. They don't, I'm thinking of myself. So they all go to the homeowner. Okay. They don't, okay. they don't go to the installation company. They used to in the very beginning. And what happened was, is the installation companies, these installers would inflate the price. So the incentive amount, it's a percentage of the purchase price, uh, would be greater. They got to keep the money and yeah, it, it it was just a sham. So do they still get it on leasing? 
So they, whoever owns the equipment. Okay. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Whoever owns the equipment is the one that receives okay. the, the financial benefits, the, um, you know, the compensation, the, right. you know, whatever. All right. Huh. So if you'd like this show, please like, share, comment, leave a review, feedback. It all helps the show grow. Hit the swag shop up because who doesn't need dad's rule swag and another kick-ass shirt? Well, you do. That's who needs it. Dadsrulswag.com for that. And until next time, go out and be the kick-ass adult I know you all can be. Rock on.